Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Welcome everyone to the next episode of Healthy Habits for Life. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman, and I'm so happy to have back with me today, Beth Roy from Be Styled by Beth. Beth joined me for the last um, podcast episode, and we had so much to talk about that we decided we needed to do a part two because we really just scratched the surface. So welcome back, Beth. It's great to be back, Carol. I've missed you so much. I know, really. We could talk, we could, we'd go on for days, but no one wants that, I guess, yeah. except for us. <laughs> I hang out all day long online on text and um, she really is a gem. And so if you're, if you're just tuning into this episode, I'm going to advise that you pause and go back to the one before and hear a little bit more about who Beth is and what her business is all about. Um, She's about style, about creating a system for realistic and fun style. And today we wanted to go a little bit deeper and we wanted to kind of take a dive into the emotions that are attached with a woman's style and a woman's body and talk a little bit about how you help women develop more confidence through style and through education on little tweaks. It's amazing. They can be the tiniest little tweaks that make a big difference. And I can tell you as your number one student, um, how valuable your tools are and how much they have really changed my confidence and, and my sense of style. So I know that there are so many other people out there who will benefit as well. So let's dive in. Um, so let me start by asking you, what are some of the struggles that women come to? I know you work with a whole range of women. So what are the, some of the struggles that they come to you with? Well, um, there are a lot of very common themes, um, and I think they're common for women in general, but also for, for my for the women who come to me, because generally they are, you know, in their 40s and beyond, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, and I, I think a lot of them have felt like, They've kind of gotten, they've lost their sense of style just by virtue of life, you know, taking care of families and always focusing on other people and feeling almost guilty for, for spending time on themselves, for spending time on their style. So or that money. it kind of got, pardon me? Or money. Or money. Yeah. Money or, or just not knowing what to do. Um, so it, it just, kind of, they've, they've, they feel sort of lost. They, they feel frumpy. I mean, that's probably the most common adjective I hear when women come to me, Beth, I feel frumpy. I'm, and I'm tired of feeling frumpy. No one should feel frumpy. I, I, it's a terrible feeling. Having felt frumpy in the past, I know it is not a good feeling. And, um, you know, I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. So a 
so that's part of it is just they they feel like like fashion and style has passed them by and they want to get back into it. A lot of them feel like they just they're missing the stylish gene. You know, a lot of them say, well, my sister is really stylish, but I don't have a clue. And and they almost feel um, feel guilty for wanting to care. Uh, So or they've convinced themselves because it's hard. They think, well, I don't care about that stuff. But in reality, they do deep down. By the time they get to me, they realize they do care and they do want to look and feel better. Um, And and I try to explain that it's it's it is a skill. It is you know that effortless style that people talk about is it's really not that effortless. I mean, it's you don't just wake up. Most people don't wake up in the morning and are quote stylish. I mean, that's the exception. But it can be learned, and there and it doesn't have to be complicated. That's the other struggle. I think women think it's so hard. You know, my closet is a disaster. There's just so much stuff. And, and, you know, the whole, I have so many clothes and nothing to wear issue. And it's too complicated. I don't know what goes with what, um, or they're caught up in rules that they've been taught as, you know, as young girls, you can't wear this with that. You have to wear this with that. You, you, you're this kind of figure. So you can't wear these things, all these rules. And it's just hard. It's confusing. Um, so those, you know, and then there's the, 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 the really practical struggles of dealing with your body, especially as you're entering menopause, as you're, you're gone through menopause and the shift that happens in, in body, in our bodies as women, it's sometimes you wake up and you think, what hat, like, where did my, where'd my body go? Where'd my waist go? You know, you have a waist, where did it go? And how do I, how do I make the illusion of a waist? Um, and, you know, I also feel like the whole grass is always greener story applies to fashion as well. You know, we talk, you talk about, you know, curly hair, I've got curly hair. I, I straighten it, <laughs> um, keratin, all that thing, you know, then people with straight hair think, Oh, I wish I had her curls. It applies to bodies too. You know, women with big chests can't stand their big chests. Women with small chests wish they had bigger chests. So it's, there's just, there's a lot of body image issues that get really entangled and you're more of an expert on that than I am. But what I try to to do is, is show women that you don't have to lose a bunch of weight or starve yourself to look good in your clothes. There are, there are, if you buy the right clothes at no matter what size you are, you can look fantastic and you can feel fantastic and know you look great and feel comfortable and not feel like you're stuffed into your clothes. Um, So you know, that those are some of the struggles. There's a lot, there's a lot. What, I mean, can, what can you relate to Carol? Anything I've said, can you relate? Um, everything, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really want to highlight it. I mean, I, I mentioned this in our last episode that this is how I got to you, that I was at a point in my life where I, you know, I'm in my mid to late forties and I had gained a little bit of weight and nothing was fitting and it was really discouraging. So I'm walking around in leggings and these big tops. Cause that was comfortable because there's nothing worse than feeling stuffed in your clothes and you're just miserable. And when you feel miserable in those tight clothes all day, you cannot be your best self and you can't go out and be productive and do great things. So it's a terrible rut. And someone, um, I was doing a little bit of online shopping and I had posted a picture of something and someone who knows you said, Hey, my friend Beth is doing these style programs. You might really, um, be interested. And so I don't even think I hesitated. I think I went to the website and I said, yep, boom, sign up. And, and that's how I met you. And so I was feeling a lot of those things and, I hadn't really thought about it until you just said it, but you hit the nail on the head that, yeah, I had a lot of preconceived notions. I'm on the short side. 
I have short legs. I have, I'm short waisted. And so I had all these preconceived notions about what I could wear, what I couldn't wear, what I thought looked good and come to find out I was totally wrong on a lot of that. And you've taught me sometimes it's a very subtle tweak that, um, that makes a big difference or not so subtle, but just having the right information Mm -hmm. is really important. So the, the one thing you said to me, which really was the game changer was you have to dress for the body you're in right now. You have to have the size clothes, especially the pants that fit Mm -hmm. you now so that you don't feel like a stuffed sausage in your jeans because it's just the worst. And so that was step number one, go out and size up size up. And it's really amazing how fabulous those jeans can look fabulous. You know, they're sized up one, but no one else does. And they can still look fabulous and you can still look fabulous, even though you're up one size. So, but let's talk about some of the tricks you have. So should we go with, um, how do you create length? You know, if you're short or if you're short waisted, how do you create the illusion of greater length in your look? Well, um, First of all, one thing, one thing that doesn't work just to, to, to going back to what you said about when you weren't feeling good and you were putting, you know, buying the leggings and then the big tops. I see that a lot is what doesn't work is buying larger tops. If you're, if you're feeling big, if you've got a curvy figure and large chests and you're just buying big tops, you're just going to look bigger. It's you, you might feel like you're covering things up. I think I hear that a lot. I just want to cover it up. I want to cover it up but it's, it's, it's not helping the situation. Um, so that's a mindset change. Bigger things don't help, right? Bigger pants sometimes help, you know, yeah. makes you more comfortable if you need to, but, but bigger clothes in general, um, you know, bigger, bigger silhouettes, I guess I should say. Yeah, like the big, the long, big, long flowy top is yeah. actually less flattering. Right. That's yeah. shapeless. If you've, if you've got curves in a shape, and you put shapeless clothes on top of it, you're losing those curves, that definition, and you're just going to look bigger. Um, but as far as elongating goes, it comes down to, I mean, I was not a math student, but I, it's basic geometry as far as vertical. You, wanna, you want to use vertical lines to your benefit. Um, so to make your legs look long and, dark, and colors, colors are magical too. Um, darker colors are going to make things look longer and, and thinner. It's, it's, that's why, you know, so many women are like, well, I only wear black because <laughs> I want to look thin. It doesn't really work that way. But if you have short, short legs that you want to make look longer, darker bottoms will do that. Right. Um, and so will matching your shoe to your pants, matching the shoe color, make, keep keeping that, that vertical line consistent. Will, will elongate things. Does that mean if you have short legs, you can only wear black pants and dark wash jeans? No, it doesn't. But it means that that is something to keep in mind. I, it's a, it's a tool, right? It's not exclusive, but it's a great tool. And, you know, as far as tops go, anytime you can draw a vertical line down your front, you're going to be elongating that torso as well. V-necks, a V-neck is a vertical line, you know, and especially at an angle like that and and showing that skin V-neck, V-neck tops are magical to just about every body type. They're not perfect on someone like me. Who's, you know, I'm here, I'm wearing one, but for when you're very flat chested, a V-neck is not your friend. Um, You're better off with a higher neckline, but if you do have a full chest showing more skin here, a V-neck 
even a scoop, but definitely a V because you got that point. It's like, it's the geometry. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just better. Now, again, does that mean Carol saying to herself, well, Beth says I can't wear high neck tops because I've got a big chest and a short waist. No, no, no. Let's say you have a top that you love and it's, and it's a crew neck. It comes up here. Maybe that's not the best top for you, but what can you do? You can take a necklace and put it on a long necklace that hits maybe here. And you have, let's say this is a shirt, you know, let's say my shirt is here. That necklace is creating the same illusion that your V-neck is or similar illusion. It's a little trick. And, and then add, and then take it a step further and add a, you know, whether it's a vest or a cardigan or a jacket over that top and, and you're, you've created two lines. If it's an open jacket, open cardigan, you created two vertical lines down your torso. Sounds so like, huh? But if it really, it, it, it's, it's an illusion that works. Think, so, so think vertical lines when you're, when you're elongating. Hello friends, it's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello and thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthy4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21-day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthyforlifebycarolperlman.com, and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences. But the general one is just the It's About Time, Time Management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step by step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out. And I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Um, and it's amazing. If you take two, take two selfies and put them side by side, you'll see the difference. I mean, your eye really will know. Once you know to look for it, your eye will really know. So let's just go back to the jewelry, for example. So, um, so if you want to wear a higher neck top, but you still want to create that V, where should that pendant fall? How long? I think I'm guilty of wearing them too long. So we don't you- want it to go too long. Um, yeah. And you don't want to have like your, your boobs work as like a shelf so that the touch, you know, so it's, 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 you got to kind of play with it. There's no hard and fast rule, but um, you know, just, a, just at or above your chest is probably ideal, but it can go a little bit longer or if, or if it, depending on the, I think a lot of it is scale too. When you have a larger chest, you want the the necklace to have some heft to it as well. So it doesn't get look really dainty against your larger chest. You know, uh-huh. it's be a big gigantic thing, but yeah. even if the chain is just a little more substantial than that really 
tiny, tiny kind of chain or the pendant has a little bit of heft to it. That's, that's great too. Okay. Um, but, but doesn't mean you, you know, you could still, you can, of course you can still wear short necklaces too, or wear both wear a short necklace, you know, short, if, you, if you have an open neckline like this, a short necklace just draws the eye up to your, to your beautiful face, just like your earrings are drawing the eye up to your face, which, which is really the goal, especially, you know, on a zoom call, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and now so, what about stripes? I was, I was just going to say, because I, I can hear people in their head thinking, all right, I, that means vertical stripes only and vertical lines. And when I say vertical lines, like here, my sweater is a perfect example. Look, well, this they is can't a, see you. Remember, this is audio. They oh, can't they can't see, see me. That's right. <laughs> I'm wearing a V, I forgot. I'm wearing a V-neck sweater, but it has just a kind of a stitching detail right down the center of it. That's an example of a vertical line. Seams. Even a pattern can sometimes be arranged in a vertical way. Um, so it's, I'm not talking about vertical stripes necessarily. You don't need to be wearing vertical stripes and saying, well, now I look tall. Same In the same way, I know all of us had mothers who said, don't wear horizontal stripes. Don't wear that striped shirt because it's going to make you look wider. And she was right and she was wrong. If you're wearing a very thick, you know, two inch stripe, black and white stripe or, or any color, and it's a big, thick stripe, not going to be not going to be the best on just about anyone really it's just it's too it's, it is widening v- visually but a micro stripe a thin stripe in two colors you know black and white where the stripes are thin it has the opposite effect it tricks the eye it keeps the eye moving so it's not settling in on any you know lumps or 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 it's 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 creating the illusion of things being smaller because it and if you pair that with another piece on top, you get well, and that's the other thing. If you take a striped top and then put a jacket over it, your your those the the or a sweater, the, the two vertical lines that that create break up those vertical stri- horizontal stripes and keep the eye moving, and it's it's great. Same with with tight prints. Tight prints are a great way to minimize, you know, an area. Like if, what do you if mean by tight prints? Small well, tight print. So a, 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 a not a tight print would be a big floral, like with big, big flowers um, or big checks or, or again, big stripes. But a, a small pattern would be like a leopard print or a snake print or a small gingham um, or a tight, tightly tight print plaid. Those smaller prints keep the eye moving, add interest to your outfit and minimize the area. Um, and just and, and just it's, it's just a. They look good, you know? <laughs> okay. Now what about sleeves? So we've had a lot of conversation. I happen to love those big bell sleeves and, but you really taught me, um, you really taught me to scrutinize them a little bit, which is actually true. I meant to say this on the last episode is that you have taught me and I know everybody else who works with you to really scrutinize what we buy. Like, so don't accept less than fantastic right. and really look at the fabric, the neck, the, the cut, the drape, all these little details, the ruffle or, you know, they all really matter. And so don't, don't settle if it doesn't, you know, if it has something that, you know, doesn't work for you um, and you don't love it, don't settle and don't buy it. So anyway, so back to the, the bell sleeve, I have this striped top with bell sleeves that I really love. And it's really because the fabric is so soft and I'm, I'm a sucker for anything soft, but what have you taught me about that bell sleeve? And I'm trying to remember where, if it was it a full length bell sleeve? Oh, oh, it stopped here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if it's stopping and it's creating volume, 
it's just going to make your upper body look wide, wider, right? Because the bell sleeve is, I'm trying to, I'm using my hands, you can't see me, but it, you know, a bell sleeve is a bell. So it's, yeah. it's creating width. Whereas if that bell is down at your wrist or, or, or at your, you know, just below your elbow, it's, it's so much better, especially if the material isn't stiff. So it's not really sticking out like a bell. It's just sort of flapping or flowing. Then it's, it, it totally, it can, it totally works. It, it really makes sense. When I ever looked at the two pictures, all of a sudden the light bulb went off and I said, I get why that other shirt's not working. Isn't when it? I saw the longer sleeve and the bell at the wrist, it right. looks so much better. It's so much more elongating. Your arms look longer and it just works so much better. And here, and here's a really simple trick that is, I, I, I'm not big on rules, but this is a pretty, pretty good. If you want to rule people, here's a good one. You never want to put a horizontal line and by a horizontal line, it could be a hem. It could be the way where the, uh, you know, a, a horizontal line across the widest part of your body or a part of the, you know, your, a part of your body that you're trying to not make look wide. So, so that, that goes to the, you know, that's why, you know, Capri, the standard Capri or pedal, pedal pusher pants yeah. that women used to wear that were just, they were the length, they, right where your calf gets to the widest is right where they ended. So you were creating, cutting a, putting a horizontal line right across the widest part of your calf versus down lower, down by your ankle, which is the narrowest part of your leg, which is better. So the, the horizontal line, you want it to go. So if you're, if, let's say you're a woman who has big upper arms, larger upper arms, and you don't want to accentuate that, put it wearing a, a standard short sleeve t-shirt by itself where that cuts off right at the widest part of your upper arm is not going to be your best choice. So what's the alternative then? Well, three quarter length sleeves, a tank top. People don't believe this, but it is true. If you have larger upper arms, you're going to look better in a sleeveless, like a tank top than you will in a standard short sleeve t-shirt. It just, it's more flattering. Yeah. There's something about the neckline maybe that offsets it. I've, I've seen that to be true. Yeah, it, it is true. And again, I'm, I'm not saying that means I can't wear shorts. Like all these women are, I can't wear short sleeve shirts. That's not true at all, but it's just, it just be aware of where the, where the horizontal line is hitting you. It's well, those sleeves can also be really different because they can cut like flat across, but then some of them seem like they're kind of angled well, that's they can drape differently. That's the key. It's, it's that sharp horizontal line that's yeah. problematic. If it's at all on a diagonal, it has the opposite effect. It has this, a slimming and a flattering effect. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I know what I'm going to look for as we start to get into the spring. Okay. <laughs> um, so I want to go back to, I think this was one of the other biggest things you've taught me, which was where your top hits your hips mm. and the idea of creating that diagonal rather than that horizontal line. Can you explain that better? Well, yeah, because diagonal lines just are, are, I guess they're slimming or they're, 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 you're, you're eliminating that horizontal line basically by making it a, more of a diagonal. It doesn't have to be a sharp diagonal, but just a little, or it could be, it could be a um, scooped hem where it's not straight across is going to be more flattering. Um, and as far as where, I mean, it's so hard to tell people how long their shirt should be without looking at them, but a good, again, very general rule of thumb is if you feel for your actual hip bones, where your hip bones are, and then go down two to three inches, that's usually a good sweet spot for, for the length of a, like a shirt or a jacket. That's a, that's a, that that's, I wouldn't say it's not universal because there's nothing universal, but that's a good rule of thumb is the, the hip bone zone. The, yeah. Okay. And tell us about the high, low. 
and how do you use that to your advantage? Um, the high low again is, is tricking the eye. It's creating, it's not going straight across. So it's usually, you know, a little shorter in the, in the front, which is, which it is what a half tuck does, but a high low shirt is going to do it without having to mess with the half tuck. It's going to bring up the, the front of the shirt without making it too short, of course. But what that does is it's, it's showing more of your legs. It's still covering, it's still going over your belly, but it's, it's not going down to your, you know, mid thigh or past your hips in the front, it's bringing it up. So you see more of your legs and then the longer in the back just creates that, that high, low look. That's just, if, for one thing, it's just very on trend. It's just in, in style right now, but it's more comfortable for a lot of women to have that extra, you know, coverage in the, in the back, especially if you're wearing really fitted pants, skinny jeans, leggings, and then you want that, you know, coverage yeah. in the tushy area. Yeah. The high low tops and, and they're, they're becoming, you think somebody would just, you know, some company would, I mean, they could make a fortune just providing more of them, but you know, that has some, some of them have like a little faux knot in the front of, of, of any kind of top that wraps is usually very flattering because you're creating that crisscross diagonal line in the shirt. Um, so, so think of, of high, low, think of diagonal and think of scooped hems mm-hmm. as being good, good tricks. Now, do you have a preference? So when they, when they have a knot, which do you think looks better if it's in the middle or at the side or does it depend? I th- I think it usually looks better to the side, especially if you have, if you have a belly, which, which, you know, most of us, you know, over 50 or you're not over 50, but that that's probably the number one area that I hear women are like, Oh, my belly, my belly, my belly. So if you have a, a if you're, if you carry your weight in your belly, a front knot might not work, whereas a side will, and then the fabric will then drape over your mm-hmm. over your belly on a diagonal line. Makes total sense. Okay, and that reminds me that I wanted to say something else that I imagine, you know, these are really personal feelings that people are sharing with you. You know, nobody really walks around saying, I'm self-conscious about this, that. Maybe you tell your sister or something, but, you know, you don't walk around talking to people about that. And so what is your experience with people really opening up to you and telling you, you know, this is where I'm at and this is my trouble spot and this is why. Right. And I think that's where the magic of the private group, the private group comes in um, that's included in the the style system planner. It's, it's, women start to see them. First of all, they feel comfortable once they do it once and they get great response and get great feedback. And they start doing it more and more you know, they feel comfortable because they don't know you're never going to, you might not ever meet these. They're strangers. They're basically strangers that, you know, on the internet and it's private and your picture not going to be seen by anyone else. It's not your sister where you might have some, you know, issues or there could be jealousy. There could be competition. There's none of that in the group. It's just supportive and it's real live women who are, who are like you. And there's enough of them that you can say, all right, she doesn't have my body type, but these five women do. And and you can go out and seek them out and talk and say, all right, what, what black pants have you found to fit your curvy figure? What black, what jeans work great on your, you know, straight figure. Um, And it's, it's, I just think way some of that self-consciousness of talking about it, like, you know, you might not want to talk talk about that to your girlfriends or your sister or relatives, but to, to just some nice woman on the internet who's kind of a stranger and with, with, you know, guidance from me as the kind of the moderator, it, it really works. And women start to get very, very comfortable 
people. And those are the women who go for it. You know, I, I can think of a couple of women who, who were very hesitant to do it. And then once they did, they said it, it, it was life-changing to them to, and they start to see themselves the way other people see them, as opposed to the stupid voice in their heads telling them oh my gosh, you know, what that, they look like. They see, they, they start to appreciate the way they really look to other people, which is far different than what they, you know, what they say to themselves, unfortunately. So true. But and hopefully I, that changes over yes, time. I've not really, you said it better than I'd ever thought about it in my head, but it's so true that you get to see yourself as other people do. And then when you find someone else who has a similar body type or, or has a similar trouble spot and you look at how they're working it through, or you, or you just see different styles on them, you say, that looks fantastic. Why am I so hard on myself? That's crazy. That's really crazy. And it's transformative. It really is. Yeah. Well, gosh, we could go on and on. Let's see. Is there anything else you want to say today about body image? Um, oh, I think we, I think we've said it all. I just think, you know, life is, life is too short to, to, to not like the way you look and to, and to, and to focus on things that you can't change or that you definitely can't change today and, and not focus on what you're, what you love about yourself. Find, I think every woman needs to really find something about their body that they truly love and, and really play it up. That's that, that there's not enough of that. There's not enough people saying, I love my fill in the blank. Yeah. Everyone has to have something that they love about their body. And if you don't, you gotta, you gotta think harder and find it. <laughs> and that's where, that's where my work comes in. <laughs> yes. Can it's you- not easy. It's, it's not easy. And it's, it's a mindset change, but it's, Totally. But it can be done. If you work on it, it can be done. And can we just end? Um, oh gosh, you, you had, you had set a tip. Um, yes. About, you know, you may not like where your body is right now. And so don't put all of your, your fashion and style and feeling good on hold until you think you have to lose the weight and get to a different weight. Tell me what you said about when you, even when you do lose weight, what's going to happen if, if, and when you do decide to lose weight, what's going to happen to your body shape? Um, what do you mean? Wait a second. Isn't that what you said to me that your shape is your Oh, shape. Oh, oh, I said in my, in my course about body. Shape. Yes. Yeah. Your body shape is your body shape. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like, it, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're an hourglass shape, which you are Carol, right. Where yeah. your shoulders, your hips are the same width and you're, yeah. you have a defined waist. If you are a size two, you're a, an hourglass shape. If you were to be a size 22, you would be an hourglass shape. It is. It, it has nothing to do with habits. It has nothing to do with diet. You can't, you know, diet yourself into one shape and out of another shape. It is your body shape. Um, and it's, it's mostly genetic um, and it's mostly pretty stable. The only time that anything it changes dramatically is, is is obviously during pregnancy and during menopause it can it can shift but um it's it, it, your whole your body shape is your body shape so you're doing yourself a favor by kind of learning you know how to best dress your shape yeah so even if you lose 5 10 15 20 pounds you're still going to have the same silhouette and so you still want to work on um accentuate uh, what is the word? Um, accentuate. So you want it, you want it. Yeah, exactly. Accentuate, yeah. accentuate those positive areas. Yeah. And um, then learn how to disguise and how to um, kind of downplay and create different illusions with the parts that right. you love. Cause they'll be the same, you know, up or down 10 pounds, it's going to be the same, but you can create a lot of optic illusions with different styles. Right. Yeah. Right. 
and come and come to peace with the body shape that you were that you were you know blessed with and born with and there's no perfect body shape either there's no there's no you know perfect you know used to say you know the hourglass is the it's the reason they say hourglass is perfect is because it is proportionate and it's what our eyes are our eyes are drawn to symmetry and a classic hourglass shape is symmetrical right um but it, but to talk to any hourglass and she will tell you, it is not easy to find clothes to fit an hourglass figure. It's getting easier as curvy fit pants are, are, have become more common. But can I just address one quick thing too about the word curvy? Cause that's a big pet peeve oh, of mine. Yeah. Um, is the word curvy is used incorrectly so often as, as, as sort of a, I think people have, have hijacked the word curvy as a way of saying, you know, heavy, or overweight, and it is it is not at all correct. A curvy figure just means that you have a defined waist relative to your shoulders and your hips. That's what makes somebody curvy, okay? And when you're curvy, it's that, so if someone who's curvy knows they're curvy because they sometimes get what they call gap in the back with pants. You know, you buy your, your the pants that fit you at the waist, or they, if they fit your hips, then it's too big in the waist and it's gapping. Um, that that's the definition of curvy. A, a, a girl can be a size two and be a curvy, have a curvy figure. Just like a girl can be a size 22 and have a curvy figure. It's, it's, it's misused a lot. I think it's not curvy does not mean plus. In other words, there's, yeah. there, it's, it's different. You, you know, you can be a plus size rectangle, which is a straight figure. You can be a petite curvy, you know, size two. It's all, it's all the shape and the shape is all about pr proportion relative to your shoulder, hip and waist measurements. It's such a good point that people take that word out of context. And uh, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to know what's coming up. So we're recording this. It's the end of January. And I realize that people will listen to this later, but tell me what programs are coming up in February and in the spring. Well, in February, I do, huh, I'm not looking forward to it, but it's my, my annual detox, shopping detox, where I try not to buy anything. And I encourage everybody in my groups to do the same thing for the month of February. Um, and that is, I do that right in my free um, hashtag just get dressed VIP Facebook group is where that happens. That's, there's no charge for that, of course. Um, and I give ideas for how to do that and whatnot. And then in March, um, my spring style system planner will launch right now. We're still in the winter and that, that program is going all through February. So it's not too late to join that. If you, especially if you live in a cold climate, like we do, where it's going to be winter for a lot longer, yep. um, that coaching and everything goes all the way through the month of February. And then in March spring picks up. Okay. So March, we start to think ahead and we start to put the, the real winter clothes away and we start to think spring and yeah. You do a separate spring and summer, right? Spring doesn't yes. do summer. We do a separate one, right? Yeah, I do. I do separate. So there's four each four year. Okay. Four and so if anyone wants more information on either the February detox, which I am ready for, I think I've done enough shopping. It's time to stop. Um, where do you find information for joining the detox and then for joining the March spring program? Um, I, you can go to my website for both, actually. There'll be a link at the top of the website to, to both. The, the detox, all you have to do is just jump into the Facebook group. So go um, to Facebook, go to groups, and then search hashtag just get dressed? Yes, just okay. get dressed VIPs. Okay. And, and then your the website group. again is what? It's um, bestyledbybeth.com. Okay. 
And there will be a link to the, right now there's a link to the winter style system planner. And in March, there will be a link to the, um, the spring one. Okay. Fantastic. I can't wait. And thank you so much for sharing all these golden nuggets of wisdom. They're so good. So helpful. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And I'm sure Beth, I'll have you back on because there's always more to learn. Um, so thank you. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone. Carol. This was great. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.